This is Dan Myler, host of the longest-running Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60-plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team-building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you on top of your Dynasty League year-round. It's a different topic each week on the DLF Dynasty Podcast, but the common theme is always the same, helping you build the ultimate Dynasty roster. Join me, Dan Myler, along with Ryan McDowell and Matt Price, each week, year-round, for the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Outhouse, and I have a trading problem. I am Rocky Bacella, and I also have a trading problem. My name is Jay Wall, and I have the biggest trading problem. It's not the size that counts. It counts. <laughs> it's how you use it. That's, that's what my wife tells me. Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 237 of the Trade Addicts Podcast. Member of the DLF family of podcasts, also a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. And we will. Uh, it is now week. Does it matter anymore? It's not the playoffs yet. Like, that's where we are. Like, this is such a weird limbo time where it's like, all right, well, I can't really plan for the playoffs yet because half the league is five and four or four and five, and everyone's in the middle with points. But there's one team that's undefeated and two teams that are completely defeated. And this math doesn't check out. How is this even pro- like? Did someone play an extra game? I don't know, but you're just like, cool. All right. But it doesn't matter because it's fantasy football and we're excited to do it anyway. Um, And like no real injuries this week. Yes. Besides, we don't know Josh Allen yet. That's what we were talking about before. That's Um, a big one. Until we find out what it is, I'm going to pretend it didn't happen. That's denial. That is my strategy right now. Russ, what are you doing with Josh Allen's injury? Denying it. (laughs) Don't, we were talking. Like you said we were talking about. Don't don't love it for for the league, but I it, no no surprise. I have uh, zero Josh Allen shares, so uh, it doesn't hurt me fantasy wise. But I, I like I like watching Josh Allen play. Same because like Josh Allen is the kind of player I have on my rosters in the in the non point scoring season. I'm just like I could break this guy down into some really good <laughs> right now. <laughs> like I I I never have high quality assets on my team short of like you know. T Higgins over here that I won't trade away, but like usually it's just like, huh? 
Sure. Okay. Let's see what I can get. <laughs> it's dangerous, but okay. No, we are going to move on because we have all of this stuff to talk about later on. And I have decided that at least for today, but usually when Rocky brings on the guest, when Rocky is the person that schedules the guest, I'm going to sit back and shut the hell up and let Rocky do the uh, introduction thing. So like I said, Smooth and subtle, Rocky. Right over to you, buddy. Very, very subtle. I feel so special, Russ. Thank you. I'm just gonna sit here uh, on my phone while you guys talk. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, Jay, before we get before we start asking some of these questions, why don't you tell everybody who you are, what you do, and where they can find what you do? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, my name is Jay Wall. Um, you can find me on Twitter at jwall underscore ff and j a y w a l l. And I work. I'm a producer at Front Yard Fantasy. So most of the stuff I do is behind the scenes. A lot of video editing. And all that fun stuff. But yeah, that's kind of what I do. But Dynasty has always been my biggest love ever since I was introduced to it. And and he left up two very important points there. One that he, uh, if you're watching, you can see, you know, uh, the Patreon. He's got, he's got the Eagles hat on. So fellow Eagles fan here. Of course. And, uh, and also the star of, uh, of the, uh, the Expo uh, flag football game. <laughs> With his uh, catch in the end zone there, uh, and, uh, and it's just crop top Randy Moss jersey. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, if anybody was there, they know, they know what I was talking about. But um, <laughs> you have to break that out again next year, I think. Uh, oh, hundred yeah. percent. There's yeah. no way I would not go to the expo and not wear that. <laughs> Definitely not. But uh, how long have you been playing fantasy football, Jay? I have been playing. I was introduced in third grade, um, so about a decade and a half, I'd probably say. Um, and making us feel old, Russ. Yeah, yeah. You 15 I'm, years ago, he was in third I'm grade. so old. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're old. You're young. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> I just was always doing like ESPN leagues and just getting the but wait. You were playing in third grade? Oh, yeah. I was tearing leagues up too. <laughs> <laughs> I was ripping people off in any trade I could. <laughs> Yeah, my son is uh, eleven, and I'm uh, he's he's first in in a a free sleeper league with some fantasy guys uh, awesome. and, and some of their kids, and uh, he, he's in first place. He's he's so excited about it. So he's, yeah, he's also made multiple be, trades, Russ. So. I would absolutely be that kid. Like, wait, we're not really playing football? What? <laughs> what if, I would not be able to grasp fantasy books. Fantasy football is great. It just it would not happen. Well, first we were playing football, and then we went into their house, and we were all just like hanging out, and it's like, oh. I'm going to check my fantasy team. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> yeah. so we did both. We did both. <laughs> I feel like that's like a drug commercial from like when you're kids. Oh, man, that was a lot of fun playing football. Let's go smoke some <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> marijuana? What's that? Uh, I mean, fantasy football is a drug. so <laughs> That's that true. So it works. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go. Uh, and how long have you been playing Dynasty? Uh, I've been playing Dynasty. It's shorter. I think about four years. Um, but ever since, I think right at the end of my college career, I had some guys at Purdue ask me to uh, join Dynasty League. And I was like, hell yeah, I don't know what it is, but it sounds fantastic. And like I said, obsessed. <laughs> Have you uh, been like like me and Russ? When Once you got in, you were like one league, then five leagues, then 10 leagues, then 20 leagues, then... Um, I'm not that bad. Uh, I, I definitely, I love to like give a ton of attention to my teams. So I'm in just a few, um, but it's definitely one of those things where I think going forward, I'm just going to be super picky in what leagues that I decide to, because I commission one league and I commission another one that 
fell apart this season. Just like I started it early. It was just, it wasn't a good group to start it with. And so that already crumbled, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to be really selective going forward. It's probably why you're you're successful. We were talking earlier. You have some stacked teams, and oh, yeah. I, I, I have a lot of very good teams. But I think if I had ten instead of like forty, they would be even better teams. Hundred so. <laughs> percent. All I hear is no. I'm good at fantasy football. <laughs> no, just good at ripping people off. It's a difference. It was a difference. <laughs> so speaking of which, uh, in these uh, four years of ripping people off, uh, what what is your uh, what's your best dynasty trade? Ooh, my best, oh man, my best dynasty trade, it has to be, so this offseason, I got Justin Jefferson, and I can't remember exactly what the trade was, but I remember it was already like a pretty fair trade, if not maybe leaning towards my side, and then the guy was like, I'll throw the 111 on top of it, and I was like, okay, (laughs) and so I was like, throw an extra first on it, and the guys in my league were like, you have got to be kidding me. And I'm like, I'm going to be honest. I was cool with the initial offer and he wanted to give me more. So I took it. This sounds like a home league. Was that a home league? Yeah. hundred percent. It's the one yeah. I connect with all, like, all my boys. So. You don't get Jefferson in a first, any first for unless it's Literally. a home league. Literally. So it was fantastic. So what about worst? When who, who ripped you off? Worst, man. I, I can't even remember. I remember the worst one was my first dynasty league I was in. And I was a three-man trade, and we thought we were ripping someone off. And it ended up, you know, looking back at it a year later, I got destroyed. I can't remember exactly what it was. But this year, I know it was when I traded for Pitts. I traded Godwin, Hawkinson, and Antonio Gibson. It doesn't sound too bad, but with Pitts just being buns this year, it has been, been kind of rough. Yeah, that's if that's your worst trade. That's not, that's not really too bad. Yeah, yeah this this year I've been a lot a lot better this year. <laughs> it's still a, a lot of value in pits for I didn't say what was it a Gibson and who? Gibson, uh, Hawkinson, and um, and Godwin, but it's yeah, a non-title okay. premium. So okay, yeah, it makes yeah it makes that makes it a little worse if it's not exactly if it was title premium, I'd be like over the moon but because it's not i'm like eh, is it that big you know yeah yeah so uh what's the guiding principle that you uh you you live by in in, in trading in dynasty yeah so kind of like basically ties into what i was talking about but i haven't made a ton of bad trades because i've just learned the more and more i play just to be patient and to like pick out the right times when to you hear that Russ? <laughs> like I just recently bought low on like Deontay Johnson. It's like, yeah, Deontay's not great by any means, but he's getting the targets. And ironically, I traded for T Higgins last year. I traded Mike Williams <laughs> at his peak and got Higgins and Bateman because Mike Williams was balling out and Higgins was getting all these targets, but wasn't producing at the beginning of the season. And so ended up just killing that trade, but yeah, just being a lot more patient. That's something me and Russ do not know the meaning of. So <laughs> That's fair. I send out a lot of shitty trades. So. <laughs> you have that in common with Russ, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Russ, are we going to do the uh, do the news here? Well, I mean, call it news if you will. I mean, scapegoat season has officially started. I guess because the Colts fired Frank Wright. Which can you blame this on him? Like. Any of it, like 
the man should have an award for what he was able to do with the trash that was dropped in front of him. Mostly. Okay, they have a lot of good players on their team, but like his quarterbacks this season are Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger. Like, what's that man supposed to do? That that's not his fault. And then, and then interim head coach Jeff Saturday. Now <laughs> It is so weird. Don't get me wrong. He was a great offensive lineman. He was very good. Don't get me wrong. That man has beautiful blue eyes. And don't get me wrong. This is probably great for the locker room, which I'm guessing was a big part of it being the interim head coach because literally zero, you know, need, no promise of anything beyond the rest of this season. Like, but that's, that's messed up. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't have another way to say it. Like, the, the dude has literally zero coaching. But that's not the point. Um, does this change anything for either of you about any of the players on the Colts? Like, usually you get that game or two when there's an interim head coach right after five where they're like, they're like the, you know, one for the Gipper and they start like re-energized, the commentators loves to say. Does this do anything for you, Jay, Jay for any of these players on the Colts? Um, no, I think it... <laughs> I want to say it can't get any worse, but I feel like it's going to get worse. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I feel like for most, like the announcers really do build it up. And it's true. I feel like a lot of times when a coach gets fired, like that next game or two, like that team pops off. But that's simply because they hate the coach. I feel like the players did, like, sure, they might be some turmoil because of how bad they've been. But like, I don't think they hated Frank Reich. Like, I don't think there was like a ton of turmoil in like him as a person and like as a coach. Like, so I think that. We have kind of a theory at Front Yard Fantasy that they're bringing Jeff Saturday in to – because basically you, the Colts fans, like, you can't be mad at Jeff Saturday because he has no experience. Like, and he's, like, a hometown hero. And he's also, like you said, like, great for the locker room. And so he's going to, like, keep morale high even though they're so obviously tanking. <laughs> so I think it's – it can't get better for the Colts. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Jay. It's uh, – unless – they decide to, you know, not put Sam Ellinger a quarterback the rest of the year. I don't see how it's getting any better for the Colts. He is, uh, I believe the technical term is uh, not good. Not good. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> the technical term I've been using as well. Ugh, gross. Like, I guess I don't have anything else to add because you're right. Like, they're like, like why in the world when Matt Ryan gets hurt, do you say we're benching Matt Ryan anyway, even if he wasn't hurt, just save your ass in case Ellinger is terrible that you're just like, no, he's hurt. We're just going to put Matt Ryan back in afterwards. No, they're tanking. And it's kind of shitty too, though, that you're, ta- you're clearly tanking starting two games ago when you put him in and then you fire the coach. Like what, what's the point? Like if you're tanking, why do you need to fire the coach? Like, I, I don't get it. If, Man, like if it wasn't the trade deadline yet and firing your coach helped your 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 cap or something, like sure, why yeah. not? You're, I never really understood like five games like unless he's like bad in the locker yeah. room, unless it's like, like really affecting the Chip players. Kelly but... with the Eagles. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was one that needed to happen before the end of the season. Oh, I think. That was atrocious. Yes, there would have been a riot or it was like a walkout. <laughs> yes, that was. It's fun to remember Urban that Meyer, in the yeah. NFL every once in a while. 
but that's really it. You know, there was no other really news, which I'm so, so happy about because it's always nice when there's not injury news brutal the past (laughs) couple of weeks but we have one listener question and a bunch of trades so we're just going to do the listener question first at noob engineer underscore i'm still on my hate for wide receivers that have higher perceived value over actual points on my roster is this like your burner account rocky (laughs) i (laughs) know i plan on backing my mouth and I think that's supposed to be like backing up my mouth um, and trading away a couple on, on some teams. Olave and Pickens are on rosters where I have Chase, Waddle, and AJ Brown. Which one should I trade, Olave or Pickens? Now, hold on, because this is some straight up slander and I don't appreciate it because I am talking slowly and emphasizing my words because I am pulling up the stats as we speak <laughs> so i can tell you how many points alave is exactly alave is not is scoring points yeah alave is you know, i know he's helping my scott fishbowl team like uh, yeah pickens isn't scoring points but honestly you know pickens value isn't really based on that mm-hmm. alave right now well let me click the average button wide receiver 19 are you are you sad about that? And his last three games, 17, 10, and 13, well, 15, 16, 23, like he's good and he's putting up points with Andy Dalton. Come on. Like, <laughs> like, okay, Pickens. I I get a little bit only because of how bad it looks in, in Pittsburgh right now. Like that offense just the line is terrible. I don't know if I hope Pickett, Pickens gets traded so I don't have to say the right Pickett or Pickens because <laughs> I apparently can't do that. Like, I don't know if – I did it again. I don't know if Pickett is good or bad, but they're not helping him not look bad because, like, they need to throw the ball faster than Roethlisberger did that last year where, like, he held the ball for less than three seconds on average. Like, hike throw. High throw, high throw. Like that's that's the. It looked like honestly, it looks like the ball gets hiked and like the Steelers like just put their hands in the air, like not it, and, and like the rush goes through, and there's like nothing they could do about it, which also sucks for Najee, which we'll also talk about later. But Pickens is really, really good. Like he's a very good wide receiver, and if the Steelers can just take the off season and spend it. Every draft capital, every dollar in their cap on the offensive line, I think Pickens will produce. But if you're going for the championship this year, I don't hate on sending that away. Like at this point, once Chase Claypool was gone, you have to figure you're not sending off Pickens for less than a first, right? Even if it is 24, you're like, you're not going to take a second or two seconds for for Pickens. Are you, either of you? No way. Yeah. It was so, a like, if that's the case, then yeah, I, I, I totally see sending Pickens away, but man, like, I'm riding Olave. Oh, yeah. All right, so I rambled a lot. Does anyone else have anything to add to that? Once Pickens made that catch, uh, first was pretty much guaranteed the rest of the season, I think. <laughs> but, like, he, what I really loved to, to see was he does the, 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 man, it is early and I still can't find words. Um, <laughs> He has that body control on the sideline where he gets his toes down and contorts his body to catch the ball that made me fall in love with T. Higgins. 
Now, I think T. Higgins is just better than Pickens, but I just, and also the only person that I ever, I watched like two full Steelers games, and the only person to catch the ball over the middle were tight ends or running backs. I don't think they threw a pass to a wide receiver over the middle. So I can't tell you if he's good over the middle, though I have been told he is. Uh, I think you just got to write off this season for the Steelers. If you, you know, want to have hope for their fantasy players. But if you do want to cash out on Pickens, now is a good time because I think his value is high enough. But I want to hold him wherever I can. Like if I could win with having him on my bench, like that's ideal. Yeah, I, I, I do too, especially knowing I don't have to worry about Claypool taking targets for the next two years. I'm sure they'll draft somebody else in the second or third round next year who will end Every up being year. very good. But, <laughs> but hopefully that guy won't be good for a couple years at least. Pickens <laughs> will announce his replacement and it'll become a... <laughs> I, I wish I remembered that happening because it's hilarious now, you know, looking back on it. But I do not remember that actually happened. Oh, I remember it too vividly. I was like, there's no way they they just let Chase Claypool announce that. <laughs> I guess they do. They're like, look, man, go out there. This is this will be a good moment for you. Yeah, this will get you in national media. Go get your face out there. Harsh. Um, do either of you have differing ideas on Olave or Pickens that you want to throw in here or reinforce all the brilliant things I just said? Uh, I mean, I would just say I agree with you that if you're trading one of them, you should be trading Pickens just because, yeah, he he is more what the guy was describing in his question where he's more perceived value than actual points. So I, I think I do think that perceived value will eventually be realized, but it's I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think we're going to see what we've seen so far. He's going to have some flashes. He might have, a you know a game or two where he's like six for 95 and a touchdown or something, but he's also going to have plenty of three for 27s too, I think. So, so if, if that's what your aim is, that's the guy I move. Like you said, Alave is scoring points. I don't know. He should not have been included in this question. So uh, you can even make the case with like, we, we talked about Garrett Wilson. You can make the case with him that, that, even though he's had a couple of splash games, he's got a lot of down games too. Olave's been consistent all year. So, Drake London still holds that high value. I think he does for most people. What do you think, Jay? I, th- I think he does, but I mean, it's definitely you know he tailed off a ton since those first few games. Dude, I just hate that the Falcons keep winning. Like they're not right. <laughs> I know playing oh, the way they are. Yeah, I love Drake London. I love Kyle Pitts, but like. If they can't tank good, like <laughs> if they can't even can't even figure that out, then like how are you supposed to get a quarterback to be able to feed these guys? Because Mariota, I mean, we talked about it earlier, just overthrows these guys by like twenty yards every time. And and they're winning without using those guys a ton, which means why should we use those guys a ton? Because we're winning. <laughs> but yeah, I I love Olave. I think I mean he's a certified dog, you know, like he's one of those guys who I was super high on in last year. Uh, rookie drafts and I was like you know take him up at that even at like all the way up to like four or five um, and he's really proven a lot and I think he is making a case to be up in a tier with guys like Garrett Wilson and um, Drake London and guys like that yeah uh, it's it's funny I have one or two Drake London shares and I have no idea what to do with them and I know we're completely tailing off from 
the specific, I feel like we answered the specific question enough that we can tail off a bit. Like, it's funny because like with Pitts, we were willing to write off his rookie year because we knew what that offense was going to be. Yep. And then we sit here coming into this season. It's just like, well, there's just Pitts in London. It's going to be great. And then we're just like, oh, well, it's not so great now and he's a rookie wide receiver which we usually don't necessarily write off their rookie year but we, at least we give him some like leeway i'm really really curious what the value of drake london is going to be after the season because like right now i think it's just gonna stay because i think as like as long as we're talking about the people who listen to the show you know the people on twitter everyone still believes everyone is still there no one's really box score watching no one's just like oh he's only put up like five points a game in the past couple of weeks like no we know that team is really really weird right now where tyler algier and i don't even remember the other guys huntley was it oh yeah 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 and and now at least you know cpat's back so we could at least know corderell patterson's doing something like yeah, like they're winning. By the way, Tell Algier is really good. Um, but like, and like you said, they keep winning, and it's like what, they shouldn't change if they're winning, and that's a problem. But like, so I'm really, really curious what's going to happen with his with his value. But I think he's another guy I would be fine trading away if I was in the situation where I'm competing. I'm maybe not middle of the pack, but like you're that one of the bottom playoff teams. And you're just like, I'm going to make a push. And there's this really bad team that has, you know, like an Austin Eckler type, Josh Jacobs type, where you can work Drake London into that deal. I think that's a great move because scoring points is good and winning is good. And if you play in a league that doesn't have a trade deadline, which I'm not saying you should, I'm just saying I greatly prefer. You could always get rid of Eckler or Josh Jacobs to another team that's going further than you are. But, like, yeah, like, these young wide receivers this year, it's so weird because we hated this draft class, and then the draft came, and everyone fell in love with the wide receivers, and no one wanted to trade any of them, and everyone wanted to draft all of them. And now, well, Olave is good. <laughs> and we, we knew, like, basically all of them were going, like, they all basically went to bad teams. And the players who, like, weren't great prospects went to good teams but haven't done much. So it's like, it was such a weird year of kind of that back and forth. But yeah. I will say kind of going back to Pickens, the thing I worry about with Pickens is that he's going to be more so of like a, I don't know how you guys feel about Cortland Sutton, but I feel like he's going to be Cortland Sutton-esque where like Cortland Sutton makes these really big plays and he's fun to watch, but like he's not much of a fantasy producer and he never really has been unless Judy is out. And so I'm just afraid so, of yeah. that. <laughs> His rookie year, until he got hurt, he was fantastic. And now, if Russell Wilson remembers how to play football, <laughs> and goes back to the beginning of the season when he was pretty much only targeting Sutton, everything will be fine. Exactly. But that's, a pro like, that's just what I worry about with Pickens. It's like big plays here and there, but like doesn't get the consistent volume that he probably should. And just it's more fun to watch than he is actually producing for your fantasy team. So, yeah, I'm, I agree with you guys on like, I would be willing to part with Pickens, but man, he is fun to watch. So he's also, for that reason, I like having him on my team if I had him on my team. (laughs) The biggest problem with Pickens is like, I think his highlight of this season 
was a really like ridiculous block he had like in like the one of the first two games of the season he some guy went to go press cover him and he pick and shoot him like yeah and like right there i'm like okay yeah he's a stealer for life (laughs) all right well i think we have answered the question answered the question he was thinking of asking after that and then questions he was never thinking of asking so we're going to move on to we only have one listener question so we had to make it like three listener questions (laughs) we just love noob engineer that much that we just wanted to make sure that there was nothing we would miss on any part of the question every week yeah exactly (laughs) love you (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, Trade Addicts Leagues are 12-team Superflex PPR tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end perception and 0.05 points. I think I said perceptions instead of reception. I was going to let it go, but yeah. It, it was stuck in my head, and I couldn't keep speaking because I'm like, wait, what did I say? And <laughs> 0.05 points for return yardage. And for the first time in weeks, we don't have a Trade Addicts 1 trade. That's true. So we have to go all the way to Trade Addicts 6 before we get to a trade. And the first trade, oh yeah, exactly what I was literally just talking about. <laughs> Trading away Drake London to go help your competing team. DeAndre Hopkins and a second for Drake London and a third. Now, what I love about this was my team in TA6 is pretty bad, except I don't have my first, in which case there's no point in tanking. But I'm not going to give up my youth. I'm not going to give up my picks because that makes even less sense with my bad team. And this guy who had Hopkins, who is in last place, just kept sending like Hopkins for my first, Hopkins for my first. I'm just like, dude, no, stop. And like, honestly, like I can't blame him because I'm also the idiot that doesn't remember what people said to me. And like three days pass, I'm just like, maybe he'll give me his first now. (laughs) But still like, and then this trade went through and right away I messaged him like, this was a brilliant move. Like this was a very good move because Hopkins is bad on this team. And yes, it sucks to give up a second that gives up, you know, the earlier pick, but getting Drake London, getting that young wide receiver is the right move. And especially like tearing down that those picks, best case scenario could just be a couple of picks. So I love getting those points off of my team Drake London's not scoring points, but he does have that value. And I think he'll hold that value at least into next season. So I, I really liked this move. And I think it's really good for both teams. Yeah, I I mean, I agree with you. I think London, just based off that first month of the season or so, when he was producing points, I think this is just going to stick in people's heads. And almost regardless of what he does the rest of the year, he's 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 going to have that value going into next year. I mean, I... I, I was not a huge Drake London guy, and I, you know, took the L. I told said I was declaring this uh, an L for me uh, after September. Uh, so I think that a lot of people are still going to have that in their heads. Uh, maybe he does have, you know, it's been quite a long stretch of games here where he hasn't really done much for fantasy, but uh, maybe by the end of the year we see some more too, which kind of gets everybody back up on him. But, I mean, I, it's, I think it's great uh, – it's great value getting Drake London for that too. I mean, Hopkins value wise in, in two months, nobody's going to want Deandre Hopkins for anything. So uh, Hopkins in a second, it's in two months. That's like two seconds. Maybe like, maybe you can get a a late second for Deandre Hopkins after this year ends. So, uh, and and no one's trading London for two seconds, even with a third in there. So I I think it's a very good trade for uh, the guy who got London. 
Jay? Yeah, I when I heard this trade, I was like, this is just the perfect like if you're a contender, take D Hop. If you're a rebuilder, like take Drake London and like just you know kiss like keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> that is just like is that how we're sealing deals these games. All right, okay. okay. <laughs> Not with the handshake, with the kiss. <laughs> but like, yeah, I if if that's what they were going for, I mean, it's yeah. I agree. Like it couldn't have been a better trade for both sides. Next trade, also TA six, we have DJ Moore and a twenty four third for Pat Fryermuth and a twenty four second. And well, this was me. So Jay, you go first. Oof! I really hope I don't destroy you on this one. I hope you're, <laughs> I hope you're on the side I like. But it is DJ Moore for me, pretty comfortably. Before I knew though that it was the was it one point seven five per reception. Mm-hmm, yeah. It definitely like closes the gap a lot more. Twenty four picks. It's you know it's a couple of years out. Those typically get traded, you know, and whatnot. So um, those are just kind of you know it is what it is. But I I don't know why, but I still love DJ Moore, and I still I still have hope. And Frymouth, that situation, you know, again we've talked about the Steelers and how scary that situation is. Um, and he does get you know targeted pretty decently. Um, but I just love DJ Moore in this one. I I looked at this trade. I I can't decide. I think it's a really good trade. Actually, I think it's cl- really close. Uh, I and I can't remember which side you got either. Us. So, um, <laughs> but I I lean. I think the DJ Moore side. Um, but I think this is very good value to get for DJ Moore if you want to get out. I mean, he, he's never been a wide receiver one. He's basically mostly been a mid wide receiver two for fantasy most of his career. Like Jay, I love him. Uh, I've said that a million times in this podcast. I love the talent. If he ever gets a real quarterback, I think he can be a wide receiver one, but that may never happen for all we know. So again, I think it's a, a very nice value coming off of probably, uh, you know, couple of his best games of the season really so uh and i, I like firing with a lot too i i think he's 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 gonna produce i think losing claypool helps him as well uh going forward so uh, unless you know like i said until the uh you know round three wide receiver they draft next year starts playing really well um, but uh so like i said it's super close for me because i love both guys but i gotta get i think i think i go dj Moore. It's cool that you're both wrong. At least I don't have to pick amongst <laughs> the two of you. You're both wrong. Okay. No, honestly, I did say like, it was very good value to get for DJ Moore, though, at this point. And, like, I, you know, it's me. So my first offer was something ridiculous with, like, four pieces on both sides and it was quick <laughs> rejection. And his his counter was more for Muth. And I'm just like, meh. And so I added the pick swap and he accepted it. Um Last week, if you remember, I did the not great trade of trading away Lamar Jackson and getting Kirk Cousins, DJ Moore, and I don't remember what the pick was. And like I said before, this team is bad, but I want to keep scoring points because I don't have my first, but I also want to help my future. So with the 1.75, with that offensive line in Pittsburgh being as bad as it is, and again, noticing that the only people they throw the ball to over the middle is the tight ends. And I don't care if Muth gets six catches for 12 yards because you get that extra 0.75 every single catch. And honestly, 
if he keeps if it keeps happening this season, I will absolutely gladly trade him away this season. Like, I just thought that DJ Moore is coming off of two really freaking good games with PJ Walker as his quarterback, and at least Muth, we know where he is, we know who his quarterback is. Hopefully, the situation gets better, offensive line ish, which means it's better for him. So, like, I, I felt that swap was the right idea, but just and then again just giving me future betterness crap you know, <laughs> you know upping my draft capital even if it's next year was a win for me so i was happy with it and yes i i honestly also like this is probably not a great trade to send away dj Moore, who's still only a 25 year old wide receiver but I, i'm bored and i'm upset with the last trade i did so i'm <laughs> We've all again. You might be on the better side of this. I mean, he this week, uh, you know, Baker ends up coming in for a good portion of the game, 4.4 points again. So, yeah, back (laughs) it's upsetting. I don't want this, I don't wish bad things for DJ Moore because I'm absolutely with Rocky, where I think he's great, but man, Panthers just don't want him to do well, I guess. Yeah, this is definitely, I feel like, a trade that you could look back on and be like, oh, I killed this trade. Like, why'd I even second guess it? Yeah. But the problem is, I never look back, so it's never going to be. <laughs> that's true. Because there will be much more bad than good with me looking back. And Ironwood will probably be off his team by the end of the season, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you love trading if you hold on to your players that you love? Man, there are. I mean, I don't really like. Frymouth isn't like one of my guys, but like for me to trade away T or for me to trade away like Ridley when he was Calvin Ridley. Like it was a big deal, and I made sure I got my payment. You know, <laughs> yeah, but just, I've done it, and I hate he's it. The only person who is untradeable on any of my teams, I have that team and I'm like, I'm not trading him. I love him too much. He reminds me of myself. You know, so <laughs> who is that? Uh, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> me and him, it's like the Spider-Man emoji where we're just pointing at each other. Oh, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Well, since Randy Moss isn't in the league anymore, right? Yeah. It's the closest thing, you know, Vikings, all that. So Yeah. <laughs> the next trade we have is Deonta Foreman and a third for a second. Now, uh, this is a little different coming off of a game where he put up like four points, but the Panthers just looked like trash in general. I still think I'm good with this move. If I'm a competing team, you never like, what's a late second? for you what's dropping back five six spots from the second into the third if maybe something happens where foreman does well down the stretch like to me this is something i am absolutely willing to do if my team is good plus i offered hogue my a 24 second for foreman and he just never actually accepted it and then i revoked it when the games were about to start at like 12 I'm like, all right, I'm going to forget this, and I don't want him to accept it, and then me not put him in my lineup, I'm just going to revoke. And then at 12.30, he accepted this trade. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just really, like, he must have noticed that, you know, he forgot about it until I revoked it, and then he made the trade. So I thought that was funny that he actually had to, like, add a third when he didn't have to before. But I still like it. Thoughts on uh, Deonta Foreman, Jay? Um, I'm curious. I mean, I might have missed it, but what what are the lineups? Uh, start 10, and it is a, min- a minimum of one of each position, and the rest are flex with one of them super flex. Oh, that's that's fun. 
Um, <laughs> oh, I hate starting requirements, like the two running back, three wide receiver thing. I uh, hate it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I'd be interested in joining a league where there's a ton of flex like that. That sounds yep. sounds like a good time. But yeah, I like the foreman side too. Um, yeah, I think the pick spot makes it that much easier. Like, give me the guy who could produce. You know, like there's a possibility if Chuba's out again. You know, like if Chuba goes down and whatnot. Like you have a guy who has that ceiling that we've already seen. So. Yeah, I definitely like that side. Yeah, th- this is a Foreman trade I'm good with too. I I think when we he first, you know, when McCaffrey first got traded, we talked about it, and you said would I send a second for him, and I said no. But yeah, this is the competing team's own second, so you're sending a late second and getting a third back. It, that that's I think that's a pretty easy accept, and I think Foreman, I think Foreman will be the guy. You know, not the like. 80% of the carries guy necessarily, but that he'll be the guy even with Chuba there. I think he's just better than Chuba. I, I don't think Chuba is that good. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, you. Chuba's awesome. <laughs> in college. You say so. Yeah. For a year in college, I, yeah, I mean, by the way. <laughs> for a year in college. Last year he was trash in college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was really, really good for like a year and a half that his last year yeah. he was bad. And I, I, I feel – it's more than anything, I feel bad when that happens. Like, oh, the Debbie community loved you, and then like you just you, – you didn't probably didn't want to play. You just wanted to get into the NFL already, and you just – sucked and now no one likes you and you're drafted in the sixth and you're never gonna shot the fire. I was like I feel so bad for him because he was I mean you know Debbie people were like yeah if this guy is gonna be yeah Barry Sanders like this guy's insane and I was like gosh I feel so bad so bad and I'm hoping he gets healthy and I'm hoping he shows something but I still do like to straight for Deontay Foreman I think you're gonna be hoping a while why are you so mean to me, Rocky? I'm nothing but fantastic to I'm you. I'm more mean to Chuba than I am to you. But I was going to say, okay. I'll join Rocky. <laughs> the next trade we have, we move on to TA7. And this was funny more than anything else because I got yelled at after the fact. <laughs> I traded away Marquise Brown for Brian Robinson and what should be the 202 coming up. You should have been yelled at. Um, I... I don't honestly, I have no real reason I took this trade. <laughs> I was bored and I did it. And honestly, I'm I'm competing in TA7. So I'm going to try and turn the 202 into something that's going to help me score points. But like, I tried to, I tried so hard to send Marquise Brown to Peter Howard and he just wouldn't accept a trade offer, even when it was one he brought up. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Bobby Koch asked me about him. So I'm like, let's do it, Bobby. I mean- Peter Peter likes Marcus Brown, as he would say. He loves Marquise Brown. <laughs> Not enough, apparently, f- to accept the trade that he offered verbally. I'm like, okay, I'll send it. And then favorite. he rejected it. I know. Always <laughs> my favorite. And then this trade goes through and he like starts and of course it's not in the straight DM. It's like me, him, and Zach. It's for the for the grinds, you know, that we do on Wednesdays on the DLF YouTube channel. Check it out. Um he's like, really? all he says was Brian Robinson and a second with like a lot of exclamation points. And I didn't remember it was me. And I'm like, (laughs) sounds familiar. What is this? Oh crap. (laughs) But okay. So here's my, and it was really funny because we started getting into an argument where he's like the 202, John Mechie was the 202. And I'm like, you know who else were the 202? T Higgins and Michael Pittman were the 202. And then like the next day, 
um, Zach comes in. He's like, you know who else you could have gotten at the 202? Marquise Brown. And, and <laughs> you know, we break out laughing. Um, but it's just like, yes, first of all, like this is the kind of year where trading for the 202 in a super flex league can get you that kind of player. Marquise Brown is not helping competing teams right now. And it's easier to move the 202 than it is Marquise Brown, whether you think that value is perfect or not, which clearly at least Rocky thinks it isn't like that pick is going to be so much easier to include in a trade than Marquise Brown is because a hurt 25 year old wide receiver is a little specific as opposed to an early second round draft pick. So Rocky, you shut up because I'm mad at you now. Jay, what what do you think about it? Oh, can't wait for you to be mad at me. <laughs> I'm not actually because, like, because you know, if I actually, you know, remembered my logic behind this, I would be a lot more upset about everyone picking against me, even though oh. it's the right move. Well, let me tell you, you're a really good businessman. You tried to make me really believe in the, in your side, but man, you got destroyed. <laughs> it's not destroyed. I think this might have been my offer. I don't remember, but. Oh. All I know is the Marquis Hollywood Brown side is uh, pretty comfortable for me on this one. Um, obviously, with D Hop back, he's not going to have that same production that he had early in the season. Dude was balling though before he got hurt. But I do think that he still has a lot of. He'll have less targets, but he'll have, a, I think, a lot of productivity still because D Hop takes so much attention. Um, so I still really do like um, Hollywood, and I've actually been targeting him. But man, Brian Robinson, such a cool story. But he is not good. <laughs> He's not good. No. I want to root for him so bad. People forget that Antonio Gibson is. Yes. Like, he's a good, really life running back. And if they just give him the ball more, he's a I good fantasy running back. It's the coaching staff that also forgets. Yeah. And yes. I also love that he's three years in and we're still like, he's just learning the running back position. All right, Chris Collinsworth, calm the hell down. He's there at three years into the league. And and yeah, with Hollywood too. I mean, it, oh, Jesus, knock my mic over. Well, he is um, so he's so good. I, yeah, I, I was so excited about Marquise Brown. I knocked my mic over. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, going forward too, like next year especially. Like, I mean, how long can Hopkins keep playing like this? What's he going to be thirty one next year? Oh, uh, I'm talking about my boy. <laughs> he's a big wide receiver. He's going to do it for as long as he damn well pleases. And I've talked about it before. And I know our uh, our. Uh, you know, B team guy Justin Rogers has as well. The the you know last year Hopkins was living off touchdowns. This year he's getting targeted more. Um, probably because Hollywood is out, uh, and, and they don't have a Christian Kirk there to pull away targets. I guess oh. Rondale's starting to prove a little, but um, <laughs> yeah. But but he's still getting targeted more, at least in these first couple of games, than he was for a lot of last season. There were a lot of like six seven target games as opposed to like the ten to twelve target games you're used to seeing from him. Um, but he was still producing fairly well because of touchdowns. This again, two games it may change, but uh, I just think that next year we're we're going to see a decline. I, I'm not sure even sure what his contract status is. I'm pretty sure he'll still be there, but uh, <laughs> Jay Jay doesn't like that. But but anyway, and, but like Jay said, Hollywood was balling out. I still think he can ball out with Hopkins. It might it might even help more, you know, if the coverage rolls towards Hopkins. So. Uh, and he was balling out last year with Lamar. So, uh, I mean, Marquise Brown is good. So, uh, I just – and like he said, I don't think Brian Robinson is that good. So, 
I think he's worth more than the the, the two hundred two. Uh, personally, I, I'd want I'd want to wait first for Marquise Brown. I get hurt; it's going to be almost impossible to get that. But I'd rather I have competing teams with them, and I, I've just been basically holding because mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't want the lesser. I don't want to give the discount to to sell them just for points. So that's where I'm at. I agree with everything you two guys have said. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. I, I mean, Rocky, you know, I've been a huge Marquise Brown yes, advocate yes. this entire time. Know, it's funny cool. how many guys we agree on us. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I just, I don't know. Like, I, for some reason, I felt the need to move him because, and when all of that's, because I was happy to move him to Peter because, first of all, I was going to get someone back who was scoring points and still, like, there was going to be a pick swap and stuff. And then that fell through. I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm moving Marquise right now. And it just sort of happened. And it was a blur. And I can't be blamed for stuff I did when I wasn't paying attention. But you're not, I mean, you're not wrong with the second round pick, especially if it's an early one. Like that value is only going to go up the closer we get to that rookie draft. So I don't hate, I don't, I guess I don't hate it as much as I give you shit for it. But, <laughs> but because uh, yeah. that second is great when, longer you get. I was just going to say, this does seem to like the kind of draft where you're going to have that T. Higgins, Michael Pittman 202. 100%. Yeah, so. At least that's what the guys in my home league tell me because I they tell me <laughs> I've been undervaluing second round picks like crazy and I'm like, I just don't get it. There's so much volatility, but I mean, I get it. I get it. <laughs> like the very, like if you know you have the 201, 202, okay, that you you value. After that, it's a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like I firmly believe that as well. Like even in like the 2020 draft, it was just like, okay, no, when we're past those first two players, I can't, like, I wish I could remember who the hell was after that. But it was just like, all right, no, what, no, we're like that that that's that's tier to me. Just I mean, in my tier. in my rookie draft this past year, a guy is I'm again I went to produce. So I have some friends in in my home league that went to produce. So David Bell went way too early, but I got Jahan Dotson at the 202. You yeah, know what I mean? He was, he was there a couple of games, a couple mm-hmm. of leagues, yeah. So, and that's, I think he's really good. So, you know what else is really good, Rocky? Sleeper, trade of the week. Sleeper, trade of the week. We're going to talk about a trade addict trade, and it's sponsored by the Sleeper app. <laughs> will always make me happy. Yeah. All right. So, the next trade we have is from Trade Addicts 8, and it is clearly our Sleeper Trade of the Week. And I have feelings about this trade. Uh, I, for like the third year in a row, I hate my trade addicts 18. No matter what I do four weeks into the season, I hate this team. <laughs> so we're here. I do it. I do an outhouse challenge and let's just say I got a lot of bad offers, Rocky. <laughs> and unfortunately the one not bad offer I got was, Friend from my very, 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 very good friend and big old jerk, Kane Fissell, <laughs> who sends Jonathan Taylor for Travis Kelsey and a third. And I mean, I have been rather vocal about not Jonathan Taylor being bad, but him being the running back one by default that no one else can earn it over him boosts his value too much. Like his value to me has never been right ever since he you know, since McCaffrey got injured two years ago, or like since Derek Henry got hurt, you know, at the beginning of last year, like he's just always been worth too much for me. And the second I saw that trade, I'm like, 
no one's going to pay enough attention to know how well Travis Kelsey is scoring in 0.75 premium that I'm going to end up with Jonathan Taylor. And I did. <laughs> I mean, knowing the premium and knowing Jonathan Taylor, do either of you pick Jonathan Taylor over Travis Kelsey in this trade? You can be honest. Neither of you were saying anything, which... So, I was waiting for Jay to go first. So I mean, it just again, it just feels like another one of those trades where it's like, are you win now? If you're win now, you take Kelsey by just so much. If you're, uh, you know, rebuild Travis. If Travis Kelsey is kind of like Derrick Henry, where everyone's like, "Well, he's giving up there in age." It's like, yeah, but this guy's like built different. So I feel like that one's kind of hard to to measure too. But it's like I, I like Jonathan Taylor if I'm in a re- rebuilding um, in this trade. Because Kelsey would be getting you way too many points if you know if you're rebuilding. So, oh man, it's so tough. But man, that 1.75 per reception, it's like mm, Kelsey looks so fine. <laughs> I'm kind of with Jay in a lot of ways on this. I I do think Jonathan Taylor is actually kind of being undervalued at this point, just because. He has been playing with an injury most of this year. I know he hasn't produced very well this year, but he's really, really good. And I, the quarterback situation isn't helping either. But so I think what he said, what Jay said makes a lot of sense about almost, you know, even though he's a running back, he works better for a rebuild situation. I think next year he bounces back and we see more 2021 Jonathan Taylor. He'll, you assume he'll be fully healthy. Um, hope I, I don't think they could have a much worse quarterback situation than Sam Ellinger. Don't put that on them. Don't put the evil <laughs> on them. Do not put that evil on them. I'm trying to. I I, I think oh. I remember in one of my group chats recently. It was like what, after Matt Ryan was benched, it was like what old quarterback is going to go? What washed up quarterback is going to go there next year? And I think I put Aaron Rodgers. So <laughs> <laughs> um, but. <laughs> But, oh, uh, can you imagine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, I, again, it can't get much worse. And and like I said, he, almost since like game two or three or something like that, he's been playing injured. So I, I feel he's undervalued, but I, I can see this. I, I I think I would rather. I mean, it's like it's Jay, what Jay said. If I'm competing, I think I'd rather have Kelsey. He's given you so many points. He's been pretty consistent all year. And Jonathan Taylor, you have no idea what the hell you're going to get or how much he's even going to play. They they sat him last week. They we talked about how they're tanking. So what what's the need to to put him in for the next Seriously, couple weeks? If you yeah. are tanking, you shelve that kid. Like yeah. let him sit. There's no reason to get him hurt. Exactly. So. Uh, I'm fine moving Cal- Taylor for Kelsey in the third if I'm competing. So, uh, and I feel bad for you that you are competing and had to send Kelsey away. I'm not competing <laughs> anymore. What, <laughs> if you had to guess, what would you think the Twitter poll ended at? I didn't see this. So, uh, obviously, uh, well, JT obviously won. Yeah, JT won. So, uh, I think you said he killed it. So, I'm going to say 72 28. Sixty nine thirty one, like yeah, that's like sizable. Like he won. It's too big. That's big. It feels way too even. <laughs> yeah, but that's like. Oh. Did you right. say Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. Yes. Yeah. yeah, is your answer? Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's our Twitter. Wow, Twitter. Right, awesome. That's our trade of the week brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy, the fastest growing fantasy football platform in the world. Join a new dynasty league or migrate yours to their platform and enjoy how easy they make it to manage all your leagues in one place. Join millions of players today on Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform. Download the app today to get started. And after that trade, I was only getting started because now I'm going into rebuild mode. And I traded Jonathan Taylor and Brandon Cooks for Amon Ross St. Brown and a 24 first. Wait, so that same league that you traded for Jonathan Taylor, you flipped him immediately? Yes. But he didn't choose didn't to choose trade for Jonathan, Jonathan uh, you, Taylor. You don't, you don't know what the outhouse challenge okay, is. So, oh, yeah, I don't. Okay, so the outhouse challenge, for people that don't know what it is, like the guest on our own freaking show, um, <laughs> I tell my league that I'm going to do the outhouse challenge. What it is, is they offer me a trade. I post it as a poll on Twitter. If the if the side they are offering me wins the poll, I accept the trade. Whoa. I like it's it. not a good idea. No, it's a terrible no, Yeah. But not a good idea, but it is fun. It is fun. I've if done it too. League, don't do that. No, no, no. You do not do that if you want your team to get better. Um, but I also did this for the pure purpose of shaking up my team because Perfect. things like this happen and it forces me to keep making moves, making moves as opposed to the players that are like stagnant on my team that I feel like I can't do anything with. Like, I haven't been able to trade Debo for a year and a half. I'm, I'm so happy he started practicing again. So now I'll be able to hopefully trade him to a competing team. Um, so, yeah, the next day, I, 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 I let him rest. I let Jonathan Taylor simmer on my roster for about 12 hours. And then, yeah, I traded Jonathan Taylor and Brandon Cooks for Amon Ross St. Brown and a 24 first. What do you think of that, Jay? I know. I just look at these and I'm like, I don't know. I like it, I guess. <laughs> like, I I think both sides. I think I would prefer the, the Amon Ross St. Brown side, though, even though it's a 24 first, and I'm kind of stingy with, with my ears on, on trades, but um, that's still a first-round pick, which is... But how many 23 first trades that are rational are you seeing these days anymore? Like, I've practically moved on to 24 when it comes to normal trade offers. Yeah, well, yeah, I was telling you guys pre-show, or maybe it's just at the very beginning of this, but I traded Mahomes and got uh, Trey Lance, Brees Hall, who were both on IR when I traded for them. But then I also got Amon Ross St. Brown and a 23 first. And so, like, I I was very surprised I could get a 23 first out yeah. of that one. Like, I was expecting at best I could get a 24 first, and that was, like, at best. So, yeah, it, it is pretty hard to trade for those 23 first, but you'd have to give up a player like – Mahomes yeah. uh, super flex league. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying there, but it's also fun to just to stack a lot of like picks, especially like for second round picks for years that are like way in the future, knowing that when that time comes, <laughs> you're going to well, also really in this league, someone thought of that last year and has eight 23 firsts. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, good for them. <laughs> yep. That's wild, but yeah, I would I would definitely take the uh, the sun god side of this one. Rock. Yeah, I agree. And I was thinking it's funny too, looking at this. Like for years, we've thought you know Brandon Cooks is undervalued, and he has like almost no value in this trade to me. Like I still think people think he's like good. Um, <laughs> I mean, not that he's bad from a real NFL perspective necessarily, but. Where do you think he is in terms of like intradiatic scoring? Like wide receiver, he's, scoring, like, he's not even scoring points anymore. That's exactly he's wide receiver fifty. 
Yeah. Like he he's his points are now where his value has been for a few years. So he, he doesn't factor in at all. But I just thought that was interesting. I looked it up while you guys were talking. Uh he's been very bad from a fantasy perspective. But uh I, I'm with Jay. I, I, I love Amon Ra. Uh I uh I, I said that earlier this year when he started kind of going off again, uh that he, he, he I'd bought in. He he sold me. Uh, I, I was kind of part of that uh, you know, Hawk wasn't there, Swift wasn't there narrative. And I know he hasn't been great since he came back, but he was injured and he's, he's still kind of getting back up. To and speed. Hawk ain't there. And exactly. Swift Hawk isn't Swift. there. And Swift plays like 30% of the snaps. So um, Don't do my boy Swift like that. I know. I know. I'm with you. I love, <laughs> I have so many Swift shares, Same. but, uh, but yeah. And I think, I think we'll see that from Amon Ra again. We'll see those eight for 120 games, plenty of the rest of the year. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I love that side of it. It's basically, He's worth at least a mid-ish 23 first to me. I'm in Ross St. Brown. And that's so you're getting like 23 first and a 24 first value for Taylor uh, at this point. I think that's good. I'm good with it. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, not sure if I'm good with this one. TA9. <laughs> that's just the only one with them, me. <laughs> TA9, a 23 first for Najee Harris. Uh, that's not even right. Was it 24 first? Yeah. Yep. I read it out loud. I'm like, I don't think that was right. But yeah. A 24 first. A 20. I was like, there's a guy in my league who's like, I'll take two seconds for Najee. (laughs) Well, he went a few weeks ago for Damian Pierce. Wow. So, And and this one, the guy put in the chat, I'll take any 23 first or 24 first for Najee Harris. So I, I sent a 24 first for Najee Harris. And, uh. That's what happened. <laughs> so you got Harris Harris for the Yeah, and I'm not even super high on Harris for this year, and I am competing. Uh but to me twenty four first just seemed really cheap. So I was like, sure, I'll send it over. And I still expect to be competing in twenty three too. So I don't think it's gonna be a super high twenty four first. And that offensive line can't get worse. <laughs> it's like the Colts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but real quick, um, Corey in the chat says, what would you do in that scenario with eight 23 firsts? And my answer always is trade at least half of them. Yes. Like, I, if you can get all of them and pull the J Mike Invitational, you do it just for the pure fact that you say you did it. Like, yeah, draft the entire first round. That's cool. But, like, like the real thing, what you should do easily is turn half of it into known quantities and have fun with the rest of it. You know, if those are the 101, 102, 103, hold them for as long as humanly possible. Take take Bijan, take one of the quarterbacks and sell that third. You know, someone's going to want that second best quarterback. You could sell that for a ransom and then sell a few of the mid and late ones. Because especially once you get that rookie fever, like in your veins, people will be willing to give you good value for them. I don't think I've ever... Well, I've never had eight firsts. I'll put that out there. But I've gone, I've had five or six, but I've never gone into a draft with more than three. Like, you know, I'll always trade some of them away because that's way too risky to use all of them. Like, sure, if it works out great and you draft, you know, Chase. I was just going to say, I had uh, the 20, what was it? The 20. One draft with Najee and Chase and yeah. Pitts. Yeah, I I got that's one of the few I've had. I think I had five. I drafted Lawrence, Najee, Chase, 
Waddle and Devontae. I mean, <laughs> that feels great. Yes. <laughs> but like And I made like, the I made the title game the next year. I lost, but I made the title game. Wow. I mean you also could have easily drafted Jerry Judy, Jalen Rager, and you know, like <laughs> Jalen Rager. Like, like there's so like <laughs> no matter how good you think the class is in 2020 was a freaking great class. There's still going to be some bombs in there, so mitigate some of that risk and go acquire some pieces you know what they are. Oh, man. He, he says he has nine twenty-three yeah. firsts and six seconds in a oh league God. that was a startup this year. First, if this... Okay, here's the problem. If it's a league where people don't know how to value picks, you're not going to get a good enough trade for them, in which case, go for it. You draft them. It might be worth it in the long run because certain leagues where they don't value picks, you're not going to get value back, which means maybe you just need to wait until there's a player involved. Like when you're on the clock and someone likes that player, maybe you get a trade done, but I don't think you're going to be able to trade away the pick itself for what is worthwhile. I was going to say another thing that, because I have a, a friend in, you know, my league who's brand new, you know, has been brand new to it. And I've been like teaching him the ropes and everything. And he was on a rebuild where I think he had eight or nine first in this last year's draft and he traded some of them away. But then also what I like advised him to do was like, Hey, take whatever value you can, whoever's the best player or perceived best player at that pick, take it and then flip it. Like he drafted James Cook. He wasn't really into James Cook, but he ended up flipping that for a really nice value, especially after you, yeah, because after you draft some of these guys, if they blow up in preseason, like <laughs> they're worth the world, even though it's just preseason. So that's another thing that even if you can't trade all, like the picks for the value you want, you can always just draft or wait till you're on the clock kind of thing um, and wait till those names have valued themselves. Okay, did we even talk about the 24 firsts for Najee? Because like that, I get that Najee's not doing well, but the answer should still be Najee. I, I don't... Yes, that's exactly what I thought. So I'm, that's why I, said I'm like, I might be crazy. I think I would prefer the first, just because again, like, age is such a crazy thing in Dynasty, and Najee is like already considered like the oldest dude on planet Earth when it comes. To... When you come in at 24, you're a grandpa. That's yeah. just the, the truth. 100%. 100%. If I remember poor uh, uh, Rashad Perriman, that and he had a receding hairline, so like he was screwed. Like, he was uh, <laughs> I remember Hayden Harris when he he came in at like twenty. Well, that's also because they drafted yeah. his replacement two rounds yes. later. Yes, <laughs> and it ended, it ended up happening. Yes, know? for real. Yeah. Okay, the last trade we have is the one trade we have that was involving a player that was traded at the deadline, and. It was lackluster. This is, like, unexciting to me. In Tradex 10, TJ Hawkinson and a third for Dallas Goddard and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Like, this is straight up just Goddard for Hawkinson. Because the third and DPJ don't matter. Nope. We cancel each other out. And as I talk to two men wearing Eagles hats, (laughs) (laughs) how do you feel about this trade, gentlemen? I think Goddard and Hawkinson also cancel each other out. I think they they're do. kind of it's the same guy. Yeah. Same position, same tier. <laughs> yeah. Happy. But Goddard, like he, to me, didn't feel like he was doing that great. But then, of course, this past week, he goes off for like six catches for 100 yards. 
I mean, Hawkinson oh. wasn't either. He had one big game this year, and other than that, he's say, been... If he was on the Lions still, I would take Goddard pretty comfortably. But now that he's on the Vikings, and he's already getting the 90 yeah. targets in one in first game, like... That's... I was about to go look up to see what his tar- what his targets looked like. Yeah, nine wow. for okay, nine. Not only did he get nine targets, he caught them. All caught nine. all nine for 70. Nine catches for 70 yards. I had, I had to start him in one league, and I was like... Gosh, like it's always I always get so nervous and I was like, thank God, he just balled out. Another guy that might be helping my SFB team down the stretch. Oh, <laughs> there's no help in my SFB team. Uh oh man. And the Vikings have a really good schedule. Apparently, I had no idea. The Packers are this according to MFL, the Packers are the second best team against the tight end. But and that's who they who the Vikings have week 17, but from 10 to 16. They're all double digits. And they seem to want to use uh, Hawk, so. All right, I guess I'm going to trade for some Hawkinson. I was going to say. I saw it's, finally, it's finally happening, Russ. It's delayed a year later. And we're also later. A pro, yeah, a pro Hawk, very pro Hawk, especially prior to last year. Me and Russ were, we were super so high. Always we were like, he's and jumping into that elite tier, baby. Every time. Every yeah. I'm like, he's going to be top three. Every yeah. Yeah. He's going to, he's the guy. But yeah, I know Kirk Cousins was on the Manning cast and was on Pat McAfee show and interview. And he was like, I wasn't planning on getting Hawkins in the ball that much. It just kind of <laughs> happened. <laughs> he was like, I just figured, you know, we dropped like two, three, four plays for him and nine targets later. And I was like, Jeez, if that's game one and you weren't even planning on it. Exactly. I was just thinking that's a good sign, I think. Where are my competing teams? Fine. <laughs> it made me that much more sad that I traded Hawk and all those other pieces away for Pitts because I was like, oh, now I want Hawk on my team. Oh, it's it's so long ago that I traded all my Hawkinson shares away that I can't even really think about it like that. <laughs> and again, like I said, I never look back because it's it's a scary picture that I drew. <laughs> Sounds like with your trades. <laughs> some of them I don't even remember doing. Most of them I don't remember why. I think we've seen some examples of why Russ doesn't look back on this podcast tonight. <laughs> but again, imagine if I was only in 10 leagues and I actually tried in all 10 leagues, like took them all seriously. Like, I wonder if I would be good at this game. I don't even know. <laughs> I feel like you would, but we'll never know. So we'll never know. Because I'm never going to be in ten leagues that I actually like take them completely seriously because then it wouldn't be fun. <laughs> I mean, gosh, you run like seventeen, so <laughs> I think I do. Hold on, there's ten TA leagues, and then there's Olympians, Dynasty, Awesome Sauce, uh, my card company T uh, league, the DFPN, my Hogwarts, which is more than one league even though it's a 48 team league 48 yeah um it's awesome i love it and then yeah we're 16 the dlf family squabble the deal the podcasters league i run 16 leagues and i'm gonna count the it's hogwarts gonna be hard. so it's gonna be hard to get down to 10 physically I... impossible like, <laughs> i'm going to get to a point very very soon where i'm only in the leagues i run russ i have no idea how you do it you want to know the real the real problem Neither do I. <laughs> I literally like, don't know how I do all this. I mean, like I said, I literally started to commission another league this year, and I was like, I can't do it. Like, it's such – like, first off, the league was trash. <laughs> but I was like, I can't do it. Like, I, I just can't do it. Like, one feels like enough. <laughs> 16? 
And then one's basically four. <laughs> like, no way. Nope. Nope. Couldn't be me. Couldn't pay me to do it. Okay. <laughs> I would love to get paid to do it. I would have a reason to do it if I actually got paid to do it. As a foul, I have no reason. I don't know why. I love punishing. They're crazy. It's really what it is. But on the opposite of punishing myself is ending this freaking show so I can go to bed. And this is the end of the show sheet and the end of our show. Thank you, Jay, for coming on. I hope you had a lot of fun. I thought we had a great time. If you've been faking it, you've been doing a fantastic job <laughs> of faking it, and I appreciate it. But before we get getting here, back to your mind... wife again, Russ? Not cool, man. <laughs> I, I, I heard what was coming out of my mouth. I was like, this isn't going to go well for me. And it didn't. Thanks, Rock. I love having you on. So glad. So glad. I love the banter. I'm kind of that's that's what I like. Didn't really know a whole bunch of like what to expect coming in, but I was like, oh, I can I can give them shit a little bit. That's really like this. Oh my god, it would be boring if you didn't. Yeah, the second you left, I'd be like, Rocky, why'd you bring this guy on? Like, why? No, again, some shit, right? Next time, leave the freaking hat off. I mean, the oh my god, those flowing locks. Why would you ever put a hat on? Trevor Lawrence should show up on this podcast. Trying to flow my like non long hair that doesn't go anywhere because it's just like a helmet, but. End of our show sheet, end of our show. Thank you for coming on. Uh, why don't you remind everyone who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do? Yeah, I'm just some random guy who loves Dynasty, but no, nah, I'm, I'm, my name's Jay Wall, uh, Jay Wall underscore FF on Twitter. Uh, fantasy football, Dynasty especially, just obsessed, love trading. So love this. Um, Eagles fan, of course. And I work for FYF as a producer. So go check us out there and check out my video editing because it's hot. <laughs> all right our stuff patreon.com slash trade addicts pod you could see just a beautiful mane coming off of this man's hair and me dancing to the sleeper trade of the week song and whatever other idiocy that goes on um also we have our ridiculously amazing cool kids club the group me chat we have that goes day and night all day long all night long all other things that make it sound super exciting um also ffpodshirts.storenv.com uh we still have all the sfb 13 nope 12 i always go to say 13 for some reason but it's still, maybe because i'm ready to move on because my team <laughs> i'm afraid i'm actually look- good for the first time in three years so i'm not ready to move on um I, i'm I, in the top 500 right now oh so. i am hopefully in around i'm around 2500 <laughs> <laughs> But yes, ffpodchers.storeenvy.com. Every penny that comes in goes straight to Fantasy Cares, and it's almost shopping time. So go buy some stuff. There's also the Trade Addicts and all the Zap Network shows, all of that stuff. You get awesome stuff. Kids will get some awesome stuff for the holidays. Everybody wins, and I'm going to win right now by going to bed. Good night, everybody. Good night, Russ. Good night. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to the Great Addict Podcast. A member of the DLS family of podcasts. And a proud member in the Dynasty Addict Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FS Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time. The trade at a Poopy Pan. That is the best. <laughs> See ya.